Hi, I'm Jay Middleton of The Animation Guys, and you're listening to Beyond the Numbers. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Beyond the Numbers. I'm Chris Thompson, and on this occasion, I'm joined by Jay Middleton of The Animation Guys. Now, video has become an inseparable part of our personal lives with the rise of so much consumption through smartphones. And naturally, this means it has become a very valuable tool for business communications. Video also, therefore, provides an ideal opportunity to help spread the word about your business and your brand in many different ways. So who better than Jay to talk about the ins and outs of explainer videos, promotional videos, animation, and testimonials. Enjoy. Hi, Jay. Many thanks for joining me. The privilege is ours. How are you feeling today? Feel good. Yeah, I feel good. Uh, it's a sunny, a sunny morning slash afternoon in uh, West London. Yeah, Vincent Square at our offices. It's great mm. to see you. Now... Obviously, we've done a bit of work in the past, so I must disclose that. I think we can see evidence of your work actually on the homepage of our website. All three videos are up on there, so um, I can vouch that you've done plenty of good things for us in terms of video, and that's what we're here to talk about today. But before we get onto that, perhaps we could sort of discuss a little bit about you. So how, how did you get into video? You know, it was actually, uh, growing up, I was doing a lot of things around just art and graphic design and drawing, and, and it was actually through, and this is quite a common thing, it was through making skateboard videos, <laughs> uh, and I started to edit things together, and I think then when you sort of like got an idea of how to use the tools, it just became apparent that that was a way that I wanted to sort of discover. And then I think getting into sort of animation, it was really, I did, I like doing art, I like doing drawing, I like doing graphic design, and I like doing videos. And it was almost like the like Venn diagram of like animation sits quite nicely in the middle of that. And then just started exploring, you know, it wasn't until sort of like my sort of mid-teens that I really was like, okay, I want to go for that. And then just started exploring it and just getting involved and, you know, watching as much sort of content around like you know things like series and and just being really inspired from that age because i was into sort of graphic design and that's very much rooted in advertising and and communication it just led me down the route of producing a lot more animation or like being passionate about how companies can communicate with their audiences and and that's kind of really where where i am today like okay so briefly just sort of get a feel for it how does one become an animator or get into video? How did you do it? Good question. I think that there's a common, I think, so video and animation are sort of a bit different. I think I could probably speak for both though. I think with animation, you just need to have a lot of patience and and a good eye for design. And, it, you know, it's also little things like, when we sort of talk about things like character animation, the interesting character animation is also an interesting human anthropomorphic movement, right? So you need to be interested. Like, there's a common thing with animators where, like, I heard a story the other day of uh, another animator I know, uh, sort of was like so interested in the way a guy walks. He's sort of stalking him around a shopping centre, 
just because he was so interested in it. And I think that's quite true into like how an animator's minds worked and they're all very free thinking because yeah, because you have to be, you know, it's not it's not as literal. With film, uh, my now fiance is sort of into sort of film and TV and you know, a lot, a lot of people in those. I think it's really just, it's a similar thing, you know, just sort of having a passion for that, having a understanding sort of what goes on behind the scenes never stop inspiring yourself with kind of, you know, if it's TV shows. I mean, that's what's quite good, actually, is that, you know, maybe the average person that doesn't study things to do with cameras and editing and stuff, they'll watch something purely um, for, like, the way it's shot. Right. Do you know what I mean? You can kind of, me and my girlfriend, sorry, if you want to have, walk out of the cinema or we're watching a show and we'll sort of rewind things and it's like, that was a jib shot or that's graded really well or that's acting or the script there or... And it, it's just having a... So you critique what you're watching. All so, of these different elements that go yeah. into it, do you know what I mean? And so it's a me going to the cinema, yeah. I just get immersed in the story and what I see, whereas... Or the, via, or the, the level got, of... You've yeah. got an eye for what you're... Not, you're presumably getting immersed, but also have a critical eye. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, right. 100%. Interesting. Probably me now more with a visual. Like, for example, like... I don't know if you've heard of Game of Thrones, like... <laughs> But like a lot of the animators that I know really liked the last season of Game of Thrones because visually it was stunning. Right. It was well designed, you know, like the shot with uh, the hound and you know the the, the conceptual uh, lighting design, you know, it was on point. But the people that have just watched it that don't work in that, you know, that have, right, again, yeah. we could talk all day probably about yeah, Game yeah, of Thrones. Sure. No, but this is good. Yeah, tweeting, tweeting. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's it really. And to sort of get into it, I think it's just then kind of being able to sort of pick up the tools. Um, a lot of the people I know that do like the live action stuff have been creating films again from an early age or just right. learning how to sort of be in front of the camera as well as behind the camera. And, and well, yeah. what happens? You go to like film school or something like this? Is this, is I this think how it it's, works? You know, it's really interesting because when I, when I was younger, it was very hard to get like an animation school or like from a college perspective or even high school whereas now you can go to like animation colleges it's it's a, there's a lot more sort of uptake on it so there's loads of opportunities to sort of like it's a whole industry now that it's really... massive i mean the animation industry if you think about like the amount of people that work on animated films all you've got to do is sit at the end of a marvel film for like two hours after it's finished to see the people that work on it um so it's a massive sort of industry and there's loads of sort of jobs going around and yeah so I think that being able to sort of like if you are interested in getting into that it's just about trying to find a place that's convenient for you to kind of study and it's hard as well it's a graft and you've got to be like like with sort of any industry I think the you know obviously I can't speak for any every industry because I'm not in every industry but what I can say is that you're around very passionate people yeah that will give up their free time right to better themselves in their career you can't say that about every industry. Do you know what I mean? You can't True. say that, like, I, you know, I don't want to talk about any other industry, but not every industry is like that because people will go home and they'll forget about it. Whereas creatives are very much stuck in that world of, especially with animation, they're just dedicated to sort of doing it. Right. I don't know. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. And what we're sort of trying to do is get a feel for, um, you know, there's a huge industry there, which means there's, and there's a lot of training that goes into doing what you do. Mm which means that there's a lot of demand for this now, which is interesting. Before we get, before I progress with that point, 
I noticed you talked about the visuals and visually stunning things in last season of Game, Game of Thrones. I must confess, I've not watched any Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Yeah. Shock I'll lend you the box set. Shock horror. No, no, I, I haven't got the time. <laughs> <laughs> one director that really sort of sparks me on that one is Ridley Scott makes some of the most visually stunning things I think I've yeah. ever seen some of his films so maybe I was maybe I did have a little bit of a critical eye going on with some, I, so some Ridley, of his films Ridley Scott did the first Alien like the Aliens right? that's correct yes. so I don't know if I, I urge anyone listening now to just go back and watch that first Alien film yeah like despite the little Alien in it being a little bit <laughs> quirky and funny but the way like the first me and my friend watched it the other day and it's just so refreshing to watch that film, like, what, 30, 40 years later? It is arguably a perfect film. It's just, well, the, Very few flaws in it. i tell you what's really interesting. I think that we can sort of link this to advertising and, yeah. and Business, the yeah. human race, actually. But yeah. if you watch that film, for the first 10 minutes, it's just slow yes. kind of pans and tracks down corridors with just eerie music. Yes. Like, whereas... <laughs> Like now, despite, you know, like the Marvel films and all these kind of like content being quite long, I suppose. Yeah. The, the Our attention span is getting less and less, isn't it? I mean, the human it's attention worrying. span is what is valued at, is it eight seconds? Um, if that, I think it's if that now. I think on social media, you know, it's definitely not eight seconds, is it? You've got like... Three. I think it's, I, I genuinely think I heard recently it's gone from three to 2.5. <laughs> I don't know who the hell's measuring that like, but... So you've literally got... Two and a half seconds to, to make grab, an impact to, to grab, grab the eyeball yeah. on to get someone's attention on social media. So that, that that film is is yes quite right. Amazing visuals and arguably close to a perfect film. And you sort of said yeah, yeah the whole film is a gradual build up of tension mm. to the final you know crescendo. It's a great film, honestly. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a lot. If anyone's listening to this, just go back and watch it. And yeah, so there's all sorts of subtle techniques in there that can be used in in can be learnt from and used elsewhere. So mm. we'll, we'll we'll come on to that. So we've worked together. We've done quite a bit together. I've noticed with filming that one has to be very patient. There's a huge amount of setup. Mm. There's a lot of retakes. Um, so everyone involved has to have a lot of patience because it takes a long time. You're you're trying to get lots of different shots editing afterwards it's a it's a big thing say i'm a business owner and you know i've been told over the years i've got to have a website and we've got to have a social media profile for the mm. business then i'm told i you know myself the entrepreneur or the business owner i've got to have my own personal profile that ties in to the business got all these things going on yeah but i've also got to do video as part of that it's a it's a yet another thing so i thought we'd explore you know why should an sme invest in video content and there's all sorts of reasons for this that I'm sure you probably want to give me mm. what why should I go for video I think it's fair to say like you it's it's you've got to sort of analyze your own business and where your business is up to yep uh, I wouldn't advise someone straight off the mark uh, to just go and invest sort of 20 grand into a you know a, a, a video sort of production um, I think that realistically you know you need to get things kind of set up in the background before you move into sort of video so what I would say is that obviously you need to sort of get a website and you can sort of do that two ways you can kind of go the sort of cheap and cheerful way to kind of get yourself off the ground uh, or you can sort of like invest or find uh, people that you trust to be able to sort of do that 
I mean, is it fair to say, like, from the get-go, and something that I found running a business, it's all about finding, like, trusted partners. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to do that, isn't it? I yeah. think it's very hard to do that, because you'll find some people, you'll have a beer, you know, you'll sort of, like, shake hands, and you go away, and the relationship maybe sort of doesn't work out. So it's it's really just about trying to find that network of people. That's the smartest business owners that I've seen today. Yeah. Uh, people that have just been able to sort of gradually find a network and then, network and then all of a sudden they've got this this great they've got like suppliers doing IT they've got people doing videos and and it's that network that then what your network is your net worth like that's kind of like fair to say um, it's an asset yeah. yeah yeah so I'd probably say realistically if you're starting a business you uh, whether it's a service company or you've got like a product or you're a SaaS company. So what's what's SaaS? Sorry, software as a service. Software as a service. S A A S. Yeah. There we go. Not special air service. No, no, no. <laughs> Maybe that too. I don't know. But it's just about having the you know on your, your ground level when it comes to your sort of marketing, you want to be able to sort of have your website set up so that it's you know it looks tidy, it it, it loads quickly. Yeah. And that's kind of something that people are getting better at. But that stumbling blocks that I see with like companies is and we. Trust me, with video is not something that doesn't take up data because it does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Having uh, your sort of marketing strategy set up, having some way of being able to sort of direct people to your website, and I think that it's interesting that that can even be things like pay-per-click advertising, sort of SEO optimization where you're kind of constantly putting out blogs, or just through things like networking. You know what I mean? It's those pillars, isn't it? If you've got like yeah. you've got things like events, so once you have that and you have like that set up, I think then you're probably ready to sort of invest in a video. And I think that for me, the two the two videos I'd always recommend to people are either an explainer about us, a why video, yep. uh, to sort of sit there, and then something that's gonna sort of demonstrate a little bit more rationally about what you do. So I always think that like four times um, over, you know, an emotional investment is something that's gonna get people to open their wallets to your brand do you know what I mean yeah. like um, but then you also need a rational element that's your neocortex and your limbic brain so it's so what it does for you on yeah. one side and how it makes you feel on the other exactly yeah. Right. yeah so I'd always say if you can go in and it's I always think it's 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 understanding what that business needs at that time so you might have a fully fledged sales team that's going out there you know uh, that's that's constantly grafting Maybe for something like that, you'd want like a feature promo that demonstrates your service a little bit more, or you want something that's a bit more rational because you've got other people winning the hearts and minds. If you're quite a, you know, you're not very active and networking and you're not very outgoing as a, you know, sort of a sales, then maybe have something that's going to sit on your website that can be emotionally sort of like charged yeah. to help people can kind of convert that way. So I'd probably say those sort of two is like, you know, sort of an explanatory explain a video has got a very dirty connotation I don't know I, I, it'd be good to sort of discuss this though because I, I feel like it has a little bit hasn't it and I think the, the key for me here is that you can do these different types of videos and we'll, we'll cover these a bit more but the, the video strategy or the reason for video it's, it's almost it's almost exactly what we were talking about earlier it's all part of the website and social media mm. effort and strategy because video is kind of key to that now isn't it because yeah there's so much video there's so much video content every day got an interesting statistic here God, actually, Chris. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Yes. so apparently we're up to like 75 percent of 
uh, web traffic is video. 75%. 75. That's that's today, wow. and that's apparently going up to like 80, 82% sort of like next year, apparently. 80, 80 over 80%. Of website, of, of web traffic is video. That's it. So 80% of what I will see on the web will be video based. Yeah, yeah. Or, or incorporated. I'm not video. sure if that's it, if that's relative to sort of like bandwidth, and then for example, a video sort of takes up more, but yeah, it's, you know, anyone with a smart, every person with, anyone that's on the internet, which I'm assuming is most people, yes. are gonna notice that like video, is kind of like you know really sort of taking a front seat in the way that we kind of communicate with um the world i guess yeah i think it's consistent if i look at my say instagram feed or even linkedin feed certainly instagram i'd say it's probably eight out of ten posts on there mm. are video seven to eight out of ten linkedin probably a little bit less on my personal feed yeah probably about six Although out of last, ten six seven out of ten last year <laughs> Another interesting fact. Yeah. Uh, last year, I think that it was the year for LinkedIn to. I think there was like a mat, like a sort of like a hundred percent increase in the amount of people that were then using LinkedIn videos yeah. to kind of share. And I noticed that. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that, but there's a lot more people doing the sort of basic iPhone setup with a tripod or maybe a, an SLR, which is a you know a fancy camera. And they were just sort of speaking on camera yes. and saying hello. Seeing a lot more of that, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of happening. Uh, what do you What do you think of that? Well, I've seen some stuff where some people are saying that LinkedIn is now where Facebook was sort of five or six years yeah. ago in, in terms of yeah video footage and how people are using it. Um, I think I think that all comes down to great. I think video is engaging. No doubt, no doubt you've got some info on how engaging video is. But uh, it all comes down to what you put on there, your content, what, what it is you're talking about and how relevant it is to an audience, mm. as in who is the audience that you're going after and are you resonating with their challenges, issues, mm. or even entertainment. Factor, isn't it, in right. producing a good sort of like video? I think, so, if we're sort of talking about the engagement, um, you know, there's there's loads of sort of statistics out here. Yeah, you know, just to read a few here because we've got them to hand, Chris. Yeah. Uh, the average user spends eighty eight percent more time on a website with a video. I can see that being true. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to affect your bounce rate. Uh, anyone that doesn't know what a bounce rate is, somebody lands on your website, they're having a look around, they're going to click a video. The video is going to draw them in. They can just sit back, relax, uh, and in. in hopefully enjoy or be informed of your brand and, and build that sort of genuine connection. Uh, 51% of marketers, marketing professionals worldwide uh, name video as the type of content with the best ROI. Um, which is that's kind of fair to say, that's kind of a bit of a split that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I think one thing that's undeniable about video though is, is it's, it's evergreen, isn't it? You do, you know, you do a video, it sits on a website, if you do it right, then you know that's gonna sort of like be able it's to an live. Asset. Yeah, it's an yeah, asset. it's, it's if an it's, asset. If, it, if it's done right, it's an yeah. asset. Yeah, it's not going anywhere until you decide to change it or take it down. Yeah, or which is why, it. which is why I think it's crazy when people like. I mean, this is just me. Like, you know, I run a company that does video, but I think sure. it's crazy when people will invest so much in other areas of the business, <laughs> and the it's like the way I, the way the way you should see it. Uh, is the and the way I see it is if someone comes on your website and they watch a video and that video has been produced just because you should produce a video and you, you go get it produced you know you get someone's someone's got 
cousin or something that's graduated from high school and, and they've, you know, they're going to make you a video for your company or you go on to one of the websites that we won't talk about, but I'm sure everyone knows. Like that's the first thing that someone might engage with about your brand, right? Yeah. And it, I think it's like saying, okay, what we'll do, right? We'll, we'll set up this nice company and we'll put the guy on meet and greet and yeah, who will get in? Who cares? We'll just get someone cheap. And do they need to dress smart? Just whatever, just get them on the front. And, let, and for me, that it's the same thing, isn't it? You know what I mean? If you come in and you're seeing someone's video for the first time, it needs to be professional because if 80% of traffic is video and you know a lot of that's going to be professionally made, the audience expectancy is going to be pretty high, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think there's a, it reminded me of the saying. I think it's the saying is uh, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Great saying, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's, that's that's it. Kind of what you're going with that, yeah, 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 yeah. So interesting. I think yeah. that's interesting. But you know, hey, I think there's also the argument that I think that you know you can produce videos. I think people also are getting used to seeing things that are like we say, like the sort of cheaply produced, but just put onto LinkedIn. But it's time and place, isn't it? It's time and place. You can get away with it on social. People sort of expecting that sort of like. Uh, influencer type content where yeah. it's just kind of like shot you know uh, with an iPhone but you know if you're sort of on a website as a homepage just get it done right isn't it yeah so we'll, we'll sort of come on to different videos for different formats I guess um, <clears throat> do we think that so we, what we're saying is that videos engage they catch they can catch the eyeball they can get people's attention and and therefore what, what are they therefore doing they if it's on social media, if it's YouTube, if it's LinkedIn, if it's, I don't know, Instagram, mm. it's potentially pulling people to your website, right? Yeah. Depending on how it's done. Yeah. So does, is video having a big influence on website stats in terms of traffic? Do we have anything for that? So, I mean, so organic traffic to websites, yeah. uh, user engagement, again, you know, videos significantly sort of enhance user experience on a website. Um Essentially, what's going to happen is Google, uh, from a sort of uh, you know a link building, are going to recognise videos as something that's shareable. You know, it's it's easy content to share, isn't it? And the way that any sort of platform like Vimeo, YouTube, Worcester, they make it so you can kind of share it, and it's yeah. just it's just it's just easy to digest, isn't it? So yeah. Google's going to recognise that from sort of an SEO sort of perspective uh, and and help you sort of like rank highly. Yeah. That makes sense. Totally makes sense, and it sort of reminded me that you know, as we create content on our own website here at Wellers, um, something that's now a sort of best practice thing that we do is is to try and incorporate either one of our own videos or a video out there used by another organisation that's been created by another organisation mm. that's relevant to the subject matter that we're talking about because we know that that helps keep people engaged and on screen so even though it's not our own branded material mm. it's relevant to what we're writing about talking about Great. yeah i mean that's podcasting yeah, about yeah. that kind of thing yeah i think now we, we're getting to the stage where we actually sometimes drop two videos in because we're running about something that covers quite a few things mm. uh and you can find some good videos in there that are relevant to each subtopic of whatever it is we're writing or discussing yeah. i mean i mean that's it's like why Why the hell not? Do you know what I mean? I yeah. think, well, it adds authenticity, what you're talking yeah. about. You use some other brand, but it's visual and it's, mm. yeah. I guess it's like referencing quotes, but giving people that, you know. Yeah. And I guess, does that sort of 
uh, multi-sensory way of learning as well, isn't it? So if you sort of like put text, visuals, um, you know, audibles, <laughs> an audible track to it, yeah, uh, you 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 kind of take in information a lot, sort yeah. of like more from that perspective. As you sort of talking about the anthropological, there we go, big, yeah. big word there, anthropological <laughs> um, side of this. Presumably, we are visual creatures, right? So we are going to be most engaged by visual material generally mm. and moving visual visual material with sound is going to capture our attention would you agree with that is that is that the advantage that video has over other forms of content in terms of grabbing the eyeball i'm i'm trying to fight i, I think i'm just trying to see it from sort of both sides really linking into the sort of beautiful visuals that we talked about yeah, earlier yeah. With, with ridley scott i'm trying so for me the science, the sciencey bit of it, and, yeah. and something that I'm interested by is fascinating, in my opinion. Yeah, it, wait, have you heard of semiotics? This, I have heard of yeah. semiotics. Yeah, so that's something that fascinates. Please explain for all listening. So I'll try and distill it down because it's it, <laughs> it's probably another sort of podcast, really. But semiotics is the language of signs and symbols, or it's like visual metaphors, uh, which I, I I know it's language. You know, the signs of like it's it's the language of signs and symbols, but I mean, like coupled with audio, that's going to be a very powerful tool. So, for example, sort of whatever you put on screen is going to have sort of connotation to like a myth, which is something that essentially is kind of built built up around that, and it's also going to be the sort of the truth of that. But a lot of the time, you know, the myth might sort of outweigh the truth. So, for example, the Coca Cola bottle. Yes. This is a good one. So the Coca-Cola bottle, uh, when it was being designed, okay, there was a competition yeah. uh, where they opened it up to the public um, and essentially all these people sent in these designs, yeah, and this one, I can't remember the guy's name, but this one designer, because uh, it was before Tinternet, yes. uh, went to the uh, went to his library, got an encyclopedia, uh, and he got this this book out about, and, and he researched what the, uh, the cocoa leaf looks like, okay, so, which is what Coca-Cola was made from originally, was it sort of... It was a medicine originally, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Cocaine, I believe, like, it's that, <laughs> is that leaf, isn't sure. it? Yeah, yeah. Sure. But the coca leaf, anyway. So, you, anyway, you submit it, and it's, and it's shaped like that. Now, what actually happened was, he drew the cocoa leaf, right. which is chocolate, right? So, he right. got the wrong leaf, yeah, right. and completely sort of messed it up. But then that design went ahead anyway, right, and won, and now become that. Now... That's that's the background story, which is a little bit sort of dis- discombobulated or whatever. But people, I think, if you ask the average person what the the you know the original Coca Cola bottle looked like, they'd say right. it was based on Marilyn Monroe. Shape wise, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which it wasn't. So the point is, is that myth is always going to sort of overpower that. Right. So the way that you sort of like represent things visually, uh, it's sort of like built in those sort of two universes, one of being facts and. And I guess that what then... Facts and how you feel. Yeah, yeah. How it makes you feel. It's how it makes you feel, yeah. So when you... You know, one of our old teachers always used to be like, why is it on the screen? Do you know what I mean? Because it's funny. Is it funny though? Like, do you know what I mean? If it's not funny and it's on the screen and it's meant to be funny, get off the screen. It's wasting your time. Yeah, so it's... And that's what we do at the studio. It's always like, why is it on the screen? Do you know what I mean? It's it's like... It's really addressing the, the visual impact that sort of has really. Yeah. Okay. That was a bit of a tangent there. Sorry, no, 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 that, no, was, it's good. that was interesting. It's interesting, very interesting. So, what we're, what we're sort of saying is, obviously, 
when you're doing your marketing for your business, there's all sorts of different phases of marketing. So there's people coming in who are sort of like visitors who are maybe, you know, it's the first time, first touch points. So they've been a bit unaware of your brand until then. Yeah, exactly. The funnel, the, the, the great old marketing funnel. Yeah. And then, and then they engage with you. So they become more engaged down the funnel a bit more. Mm. Uh, and then they may engage even more to the point where they're on the verge of uh, becoming an opportunity, becoming a potential client, customer. Mm. And then they you know, actually become a customer there and the whole onboarding process, whatever that might be, whether it's service or product. Yeah, yeah. What, what we're sort of saying, I think, is that videos like any other content, you can create content for each phase of, that, of the buyer's journey or the, the funnel, mm. can't you? So maybe we sort of explore some of the videos that are used in each phase. Can we do that? Let's do it. Go on then. I think one thing to sort of point out as well is something that I see a lot is people don't understand that 30 seconds of video is quite a lot. Like, it is, and we it? get people sort of like inquiring, they're like, you know, just a short video, like four minutes. And you think like four minutes? I think, because I'm always trying to sort of put things in a bit more down to earth, like tone. The way I've seen it is that like, if you want to go see a movie, you'll watch a trailer. If you like the trailer, you'll go watch the movie. You're not going to turn up um, and just sort of say to someone, "Let's watch this movie," and it's two hours of your life. It's like, <laughs> hang on a minute, I don't know who's in it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you do so, your research. Yeah, and you. Well, it's just it's respecting people's time when you are communicating to them. So on social media, obviously, it's, you've not got much time. It's in their personal life. It needs to be quite fun, engaging. You know, I think businesses are a lot smarter that these days. You know, I mean, you get the odd business that will just try and be too maybe like. Sell, salesy on social where you've got to be like a bit more fun and I think as as time goes on you know uh, sorry as the the user or the sort of the prospect uh, or your you know your audience kind of comes in they're going to build more of a relationship with you throughout the sort yeah. of the journey so so you use video for that that's what we do it's, it's really interesting when people come through to our company it's like and they'll eventually speak to us because obviously you imagine we've got loads of videos on our website and they're everywhere as well sort of like on guest blogs I think Something that is interesting is that you feel someone's like really got to know you through the the VX, which is this new term video experience that they've had right. like at the company. VX, video experience. Yeah. Everybody in take note. But like that's that sort of uh, interaction really. So I mean, I think sort of top level brand awareness. Yeah. Um, no, actually, I wanted to strip it back because I, I am conscious if anyone's listening to this and wants to do some videos. If you're going to start doing videos, you know, look at your sort of your homepage video. Yeah. Uh, and and bear in mind as well is that when you go to sort of, what you want to do is develop some. I always say this to people that we're doing videos for. It's like what we're trying to do and what you should try and do is develop a video that when you go to meet your client for the first time, you can't wait to get out of your pocket and show them. Right. And the goal of that video is for them to go, I get it now. Do you know what I mean? I get if it's if you're doing a service company or you're doing something that's very unique. At the end of it, you want to go, yeah, I get what you do and I get why I want to work with you. That's yeah. that's that's the the video objective. Um, that's what you're sort of essentially I, trying I to do. I want to feel like that person feels in the video or whatever that video, yeah. like, whatever it's conveying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want it to do that for me. Yeah. I want to feel like that at the end of it. This is exactly. where the functionality is, isn't it? So yeah, I think start off with that sort of like homepage sort of video that's going to explain that. And then maybe kind of build up something that's going to be a little bit more rational, uh, 
that's that's you know because some people are time poor. Do you know what I mean? I think not everyone. You've Everybody's got, time poor. Yeah. Yeah, but not you got to understand as well. Not everyone's going to sort of sit through an emotionally engaging thing because some people at the top are just like. I just want to know the numbers and the figures, you know what I mean? <laughs> so if you create a video that's rational, I kind of feel like you've got enough there. And then you can either, either build it up sort of two ways. You can kind of like build up your sort of brand awareness a bit more beyond that. Do things like a brand film in around sort of thought leadership. Yeah. I, I think a brand film is something that is as less salesy as you can be. It's really sort of celebrating your values, right? That's yeah. The good brand films that I see is... It's it's uh, you know it might, it might have some kind of people that are customers, but it's really just celebrating the brand. Four leadership videos uh, are either event videos. We've been talking about this before. This sort of podcast, right, yeah. you know, that sort of like level of thought leadership. Yeah. The whiteboard animations, although I kind of feel like that's the, the yeah, niche. Uh, I I'd rather not speak about it. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, it's just like an educational bit of content. I think that's a really good sort of position that you can kind of put yourself into. So. If you can take the history of something, so this is gradually sucking people down the funnel with these. I think that's attracting people, you know. Yeah. Like if you yeah. get something that's very that's giving them value. Everyone's yeah. talking about giving value. If They're going to return. Yeah, if you sort of go, you know, if, if you're well as and you're talking about something that's going to be beneficial to them, and literally they sort of don't need. It's like that thing, isn't it? Do create bits of content so that people don't need you, but essentially they're going to need you or they're going to see that you've got the later stage yeah Yeah, so I think that's kind of you know that's an important kind of area to kind of cover maybe things like culture as well although I kind of feel like that can kind of be you know throughout kind of like culture videos why we do what we do and I think for sort of close right at the bottom that sort of last tip box potentially things like kind of case study videos testimonials testimonials yeah yeah. Yeah. and I think if you looked at that I think at the top of the funnel you've got like you know sort of 10 to 30 seconds and that can go up to sort of two minutes towards the end as well yeah. I mean there's Wistia you know I've got got a graph here in front of me that essentially says that Wistia do they host videos is Wist, that right? Wistia is a yeah. video and they, yeah. they give stats and stuff off and the I back think, of that yeah I think should we talk about hosting or should we we'll come to that we'll, in a minute yeah, we'll, we'll come back to we'll hosting we'll come to the basics to start with but yeah um, yeah but Wistia I think, have some stats yeah so essentially I mean what will happen is around about you've got sort of 70% engagement at uh, like let's like say a minute to sort of two minutes, and then it drops off pretty quickly. So people are they're watching actively, yeah, and then they're clicking out. Is that what Western that's, Western yeah, stats yeah, that's are? What it's or saying. they're not looking at eyeballs; they're just looking at, at mouse. Although movement. there is a lot of companies that look at yeah, eyeballs as well, I, yeah. isn't there? There's a company looking at you, looking at it. The space thing. between us is a company that essentially tests that's, engagement. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And scary though, isn't it? So the machine is looking at you. Looking, looking good. at the machine. Yeah. But yeah, so then I think you've got about sort of up to sort of two minutes. Um, and then after that, it's sort of going to drop attention, off. Really. Attention spans. But it's tail off. Influencers that I follow. Yeah. Now I'll sit down and potentially watch like a half an hour video that they've created. Yeah. But it's because when I first saw them, it was one guy or one girl that was sort of doing something online on social. Someone shared it. And then you become a sort of more emotionally invested. So... I think you just described sort of the, the ideas behind the funnel there and your own consumption of an influence yeah. online. You've you've watched one or two two minute videos, right? Being a consumer. And then you've <laughs> and then you've gone, Oh I like that. Yeah. I watched the full the full uh, I don't know. The I full think, rendition. I think the main thing is like just trying to as well, just to sort of bang on about this again, it's just trying to keep things simple. You know, there's only gonna be like three takeaways you get from uh, a video you know your, your audience is going to get from that video for up to two minutes and 
if you're going to put in you know loads and loads of stuff into that video i think people think like the more you put into a video the more you'll get out of it the less is more sort of thing yeah. i think with 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 videos definitely I mean, and it's obviously you know it's hard to sort of say that over like a podcast without showing you some videos but I think that's the common trend is that people will try and cram too much sort of stuff in you've got like 160 words I think for around about a minute's worth of script which isn't a lot you know to sort of like get out do you ever really do many live videos with any of your clients anything like that do you not really discourage on it's that just, well because we do animation right so right, it's quite yeah. hard to animate yeah. live but you do both right you do you, you yeah we do we do a lot of uh, live action productions um, we've done animation with you and yeah. live action as you call it yeah I think uh, there's a time and a place for sort of both isn't there really we'd, yeah. we'd never sort of like push a an animation you know like towards someone if we thought like a live action production would be better you know do you do much in terms of 360 videos or anything like that we've got partners that do that yeah again it's how do you feel about those 360 videos in general yeah I, I think that the way that sort of technology is evolving uh, things like AR for example are becoming quite a common thing now there's like apps where you can augmented reality yeah right. yeah it's where you can sort of like try in a pair of shoes without actually trying a pair of shoes you've seen these apps <laughs> it's, mad, it's it? getting crazy isn't you it you can design your room without yeah. actually being in your room yeah. I think there's there's you know there's there's great sort of like ways to be able to like bring that to uh, you know the sort of the general public through either kind of things like training or being able to demonstrate certain things so it's it's i think we more just kind of focus on like the 16 by 9 slash sort of like box and try and get the most out of that yeah uh, and if you think about it as well we've only really been doing that for like 100 years was it like 1905 1902 first first, first time. sort of time we saw a film uh the train coming towards us i think all oh, right, okay, um, yeah. that was the first the first thing. I think in Paris that got screened. Well, then it moved on to Chaplin from there. And then, uh, yeah, then it. I think then animation came in. At, so I should really know this. You know, sort of like nineteen, sort of ten. I think it was kind of very, very sort of shortly after. Or it might have been longer. I don't know. I should probably do some research on this. But like, we essentially have not only been designing within this space for that amount of time, and now we're designing in this virtual reality space, aren't we? And we're designing yeah. in. Uh, it's a very interesting time for sort of technology advances. Yeah, massive, absolutely yeah. massive. So, okay, so you know, I think we've covered why we why videos are good and and the different types of video and where they fit in a marketing strategy. But what's what's in the process? You know, I'm an owner manager. And I'm like, right, I'm convinced. I'm gonna I'm gonna let's, do some video with some animation. Let's do okay. it. And I, what then happens? So I, I I approach someone like you. And how, how does it all go from there? What's the process? So the first stage is, um, I think you just need to really think about your video objectives. Uh, that's something that... So where it sits in the marketing mix well, and, more, and more what, what you want out of it? More what you're trying to get out of it, yeah. So you're trying to educate, uh, you're trying to explain something complex, you're just trying to engage. Uh, do you need it to be shareable, sort of demonstrate your offering? I think just having that as like your gravitas throughout the whole project you know is not going to see you in a in a bad way yeah. and then i think you got then you got to think about where it's going to live yeah you know is it is it going to be uh, just on your home page is it going to be on a specific landing page are you going to it can live in more than one place well yeah exactly so is it going to be an event yeah is it going to be used by sales team offline i think that's something that people i think just forget about do you know what I mean? Because we've, we've, we've so made videos... Testimonial or case study is perfect well, for that, We've right? done videos before that just explain the value proposition and they are strategically placed within businesses so that the salesman 
that's selling them a product, if they're trying to upsell a service on top of that, or they're just trying to demonstrate some value, that person will just kind of play this video, maybe walk out of the room to go get some paperwork, come back in, and they're sold on this new service, and come back with an engagement letter. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, just just sign here. Just trying to like understand if if that's going to be a thing and how you can kind of build that in. Because if you've got like loads of salespeople all being incoherent with the the message you're trying to do, and you make a video that sort of like locks them in, at least you can kind of like have a little bit of control and your consistency there. Yeah, where it's going to live, got interesting facts. 90% of information uh, transmitted to the brain is visual, and visuals are processed 60,000 times faster in the brain than text. So how long should it be? You know, if, if it's, like I said before, if for a 60-second video, you've got, like, about three takeaway messages. And then... So you've got to start thinking about what I think those just, messages are going to be. It's, it start with the audience as well and yeah. work your way backwards. I yeah. think that's... Just any sort of good marketer is going to sort of like advise that you look at your target demographic, really sort of like either, you know, I know that you guys build profiles, right? Of like who kind of sits in like what, yeah. what their sort of drivers are. the typical audience, yeah. yeah. So the way you work with doing animation is once you've sort of like got that, um, you then engineer a script and a script would essentially be, there's, there's a few ways of doing it. Essentially, there's one way where some people in comms teams or you know they'll want to write a script because they want that sort of control yeah and then usually a company will come in and sort of tweak it a little bit so it fits you know there might be like a you know an entwined theme there that will um be able to sort of like visually expand so does that make sense yeah, so, yeah no i'm actually I was just gonna come in and give my feedback having done this with you yeah i actually appreciated handing it over to you having given you all sorts of information and details about our business our clients because you would then produce something with a different and unique take mm. which you know as long as I could view and edit with you was actually really useful and actually some of the wording that you came up with actually helped develop further marketing messages going forward mm. so it, it's actually a really useful process to go what are our marketing key messages have they come across to this person who's mm. producing the script and, and, and what are they producing back to you mm. and can you use some of that mm. it's really useful it's a really useful process potentially I think yeah and it's it's it's. I'd say the first sort of stumbling block is is the sort of the script because it's you know it needs to be somewhat kind of collaborative and you know you're sort of like you're setting in the blueprints aren't you it's like the sort of totally. the groundwork yeah so with animation, you do the script, and then from the script, you produce something called a style frame. You once you because you need to sort of decide a style. We recommend you sort of deciding a style or an idea of a style before going into it. So you'll have done, you'll have chosen the style, arrange that, and then the second part is essentially you'll. So the style is sort of how it's going to look. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or, or uh, again, there's a visual theme. millions of possibilities of how this yeah. could look, right? And that's yeah. a good and a bad thing. So yeah. it's. <laughs> it's organ. It's trying to find a way of going. This is what we're heading for yeah. from a sort of a production value, yeah. uh, which gets thrown around in my industry quite a lot. That just basically means how good it's going to look. <laughs> once you sort of decide that, and then you write the script. And then you, what you do is essentially once you've sort of locked that down, you'll pick out a few different key shots within that, yeah. and then you'll bring that to life through something called a style frame. Is what we call it. Yeah. Vanity stills, I think, is another term, but they're just images that will basically sort of demonstrate this is what we're heading for. Uh, and nine times out of 10 for us, or that, that's essentially what the final thing is gonna look like. Then once you do that, you then do a storyboard. And the storyboard is? It's a f it's 
30 to 40, in some cases 50 images that are bespoke created with direction underneath it. So it's like s slides as to almost like each scene kind of thing? Basically, yeah. 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 And hopefully by that point you get a good idea of how the thing is going to sort of like come to life and and show it's you know they've got like directional notes on them yeah narrator's going to say this at this point you know you obviously have to use your imagination a little bit but it's it's essentially like it's the visual to script come to life isn't it yeah 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 and then at the next stage we the animators they create all of the they're called assets so like for example if you've got like a car company we'd have to create all the different cars that would go into it once we've kind of created that we'll then essentially go in and and make it move and use like you know a variety of different softwares where we use like hand-drawn you know we've done projects before it's like a combination of hand-drawn animation with 3d animation and it's like stop motion and, as and well this is very similar methodology to how they how they create a, a feature film right yeah in i think hollywood yeah they, yeah they start with a storyboard and they use artists for that don't they and all that kind it's of stuff. pretty much i say that the only thing that sort of changes is like the ideation stage or the yeah. sort of the early stage when they're sort of like yeah. constantly going through the sort it's, of it's themes a well rehearsed but process yeah it's yeah. i think with animation as well is why i like the process is because it's so linear yeah it's like no one gets an animation at the end of it and goes like you know what the hell is this we yeah there's a lot experience. of clarity in the process yeah exactly yeah. So that's that. With filming, it's all about sort of like getting your kind of talent really kind of together and that sort of... Usually the way that people say it's like it's pre-production, production and post-production. For live action, it, it changes in animation, but for the purpose of this, pre-production really is all your... Getting all your, your questions down, what the tone's going to be, where it's going to be shot, you know, what the... If there's any sort of themes running through it, whether that's like a talking heads or whether there's going to be, you know, multiple sort of shots and a narrative, it's... It's really getting all that down. And then essentially what the production company will do from there is plot the actual shoot itself. We storyboard a lot of them, but it's quite easy for us to do that because we've got a bunch of animators that are great at drafting so yeah. that they can storyboard yeah. it and we get to visualize it. Yeah. Uh, not everyone sort of does that. There might just be a shot list. But then once you've got that, you've essentially got your kind of questions you're going to ask or you've got your sort of directional notes. There's a shot list that put together and then you go into sort of production where you crew up, there's a sound guy, there's a DOP, there's a runner, there's a... Filming takes a while. Lighting. Yeah, it's... Uh, you have so, to be patient. Yeah. And then post-production of things like editing, kind of getting that together. Usually you'll sort of like kind of create something. Very different to animation. You wouldn't sort of turn up and say, here's five minutes worth of animation, let's cut it down to a minute. Because you, you've spent all your budget. But with, with live action, you obviously get a little bit more uh, freedom to be able to sort of... A bit more leeway to edit things down. Well, it didn't used to be like that. Really? Well, you've got to think now, it's like you get a, you get this little memory card that's like the size of your thumb, and you put it into a camera and it stores all this data. What used to happen with... You'd have to shoot it on film, right? Yeah. And film was expensive, do you yeah. know what I mean? Especially if... Oh, the old analogue days. Yeah, yes. so yeah. you wouldn't want to be like sort of... You'd want to know exactly what was going on and you'd you'd be a little bit less sort of um, experimental, I suppose, Correct. On, yeah. on the shoot. And with animation, what used to happen was, you know, it's very instant at the moment when you draw on something uh, and it, it's, you've got instant sort of like feedback on your computer, whereas the animators used to have to wait a week to even see what they'd animated. Right, okay. It was shot on film. Yeah, yeah. It was sent over, processed, and it had come back. I'm, I'm thinking back to like Morph. You remember yeah. from the kids' TV program? That's the stop motion. Scene yeah. stuff. We don't really do much stop motion, but like I've got yeah. a lot of time for anyone that's in that sort of industry because it's, it, it's just, yeah, it must be. Because there's no real 
shortcut to it. Like I know that Ardman, for example, will a lot of the forefront characters are still be sort of like the the stop motion, but a lot of the background characters now are sort of like three D okay, sort of animated, animated which in. is still a long process. It's yeah. basically going Huge. like you just go in super long process, pretty long process in the background. <laughs> Whole process is long. Do you know what I mean? There's no real shortcut. And then so once you've done that, I've been through the editing process with you. I've, I've sat down. We we we, we looked hashed it out. I think once you once you once you've gone through that and you obviously there's a bit of back and forth with the client in terms of are they happy with it what do they want included or you know whatever it may be the editing side of things once all parties are happy then then you've got to put it the video somewhere hasn't it it's got to live somewhere as you said so it's got to mm. be hosted do you want to sort of uh, provide some insight into what hosting's all about and so yeah works? I think um... there's different different ways of hosting things for what you might for where you might promote it in the future yeah i mean it's probably worth looking at the different hosting platforms so yeah uh, obviously everyone well most people know youtube there's vimeo there's wistia there's another one we use called wirewax which is like interactive yeah i was thinking about this on the way over here actually so you know it's on that sort of like i guess we get into like you know if you're not assessing you're guessing and sort oh. of looking at things like click-through rates play rates yeah a lot of I'm pretty sure YouTube will do it, but YouTube, Wistia especially, uh, is very kind of tailored towards like businesses yeah. um, that are in, you know, like kind of professional it's services. Wistia. Yeah, Wistia. Yeah. So that you'll get from using that software, you'll get a lot of like heat maps uh, where people are clicking off, like, you know, so you'll be able to, I think if you're going to that route, you can then see when people are tuning off like so your video. At what point in the video, in the timeline, people yeah, are yeah. going, actually, um, moving on not into else. this yeah, yeah i'm yeah. gonna yeah so yeah, you hopefully can, that's not the case but yeah yeah i mean you're always going to get that with anyone because yeah. there might have been someone that's clicked on your website you're because, looking at trends yeah yeah. yeah so that's that and then we we use vimeo a lot um i mean what i'd recommend is trying to find a a, a, a platform that you're going to host on because then it's going to be able to like don't host it on your own website uh get an external um, so like a Wistia, well because like then they they're, they're going to be Vidyard, one of those. yeah they're going to be like um, it's going to optimize for where the, so if your viewer's got not much signal for example and they're trying to watch it on the tube uh, probably not on the tube actually sorry but you but, can you can because you get you get yeah yeah of, um, wait waiting for the tube let's <laughs> say yeah but you, you get you get elements of um, Wi-Fi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of kicks in, kicks out. Why, why can't, why isn't there Wi-Fi on all of the tube when you're on it? I don't understand that. <laughs> so yeah, they're going to be able to optimize it sort of like for your user and kind of wherever they are. So right. I recommend that. Something that we see a lot is that it will kind of live on somewhere and they'll be hosted. So yeah, trying to find that. And also then just kind of looking at your stats, kind of constantly referring back to either things like uh, your Google Analytics to see it's quite obvious when you put a video on a website that you'll go from a certain bounce rate to another bounce rate and average time on the web page is going to go up because they'll be watching the video. So just trying to keep an eye on that really. So presumably with with YouTube and Vimeo, it's, it's preferable to go with one of the others that we provide, that we providers that we um, mentioned because that is their sole reason for being, isn't it? It's mm. a, it's a business purpose, say a Wistia or a Wirewax, mm. is you load up into there and then you can embed it from there elsewhere, onto yeah, your website yeah, yeah. or onto other places. Whereas if it's YouTube or Vimeo, 
yes they are video hosting platforms but they are also advertising platforms correct not so much Vimeo is pretty good Vimeo maybe you, less you, so, you, so YouTube, YouTube right? yeah massively I so, think YouTube's good so if you do something like thought leadership yeah or you know you do something that you want to do in your brand awareness get it onto YouTube sort of straight of away course. yeah uh, because then that's going to sort of like helpfully uh, be able to sort of like go you know like viral or, yeah. or have I, it, have I, a I guess what I'm saying is that you if you put it into YouTube don't then embed from YouTube to your website because you don't want people clicking off right into and, like and YouTube yeah. will advertise all sorts of other videos yeah. at the end of your video or even during it with various pop-ups That's, and stuff yeah watch that because basically what you're doing there is sort of saying Let's yeah. invest in a video and, and then go off my website. Yeah, and then at the end user. of it, just go click on this cat video and, and yeah, cat video, yeah, dog yeah. video. You yeah. Could, yeah, really watch that but as well because nothing to do with what you've produced. Yeah, and also be, I guess, be a bit militant around that. So the way that we have our videos on the website is that they'll leave a loop, or at the end of it, they'll sort of do nothing. I, I always, I think, I always advise that because if you, because let's say you do like a targeted campaign and you want someone to come into your website for a particular service if at the end of that they then click off onto some of your other videos arguably they might be more invested in sort of like other areas of your brand but you're not really kind of holding their hands throughout the process and they've got a bit yeah. too much kind of freedom and they might get yeah. confused and forget why they're on the website and click off and then you've kind of lost a sale you know so yeah. just kind of try and think about it from the user experience you know yeah you're trying to capture eyeballs Mm. and then keep them aren't you mm. and the danger is yeah a cat video might distract are you also looking to potentially sort of create a you know maybe a link at the end of your video that takes them to either another one of your videos or somewhere on your website some other relevant piece of content do you, do you recommend that kind of thing particularly depending where it has it is in the funnel yeah. the buyer's journey you know i think it's, again it's just being aware of what you want out of the person on your website yeah. to do. If what you're you doing, do. yeah. yeah. I think, and it also works differently for different, so one thing to kind of point out is that like, if you work in like e-commerce, yeah, and that user experience might be someone sees a pair of trainers or, I don't know, like a new garment that's been invented and there's a video from some influencer or something on the massive brand awareness on YouTube, you click through to the website, uh, you go on that again, maybe the video's there again, and then it's pretty much just like, boom, buy the thing because it's like 50 quid, right? Uh, that's going to be an effective strategy for e-commerce. Like, Consumer market, yeah. Yeah. On the other side, for sort of like a business to business, you're not going to go like, yeah, cool, I've watched the video, I've seen this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Here's gotta, five grand. I'm just going really to sort of about like, that funnel, right? Yeah. yeah. So I know, I, I, I've, I'd be interested to sort of have this conversation with someone that could challenge this, but I kind of think that if you're in a B2B business, they sort of want to come in and look around do you know what I mean they yeah. want to sort of go onto your website go, and they, they like that sort of like freedom of choice do you know what I mean be able to go like okay yeah this is this I'm going to have a little dig around uh, and really kind of invest my sort of time into that and then so you've got to be aware it's like if that's happening you know each kind of page has got to be kind of to the point but I, I feel like that's usually with a business to business yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that so I saw some statistics try and get that out there it's called stats <laughs> stats <laughs> uh, from, uh, through Statista the website Statista All right, yeah. and I think it, it sort of listed the most distrusted careers or you know professions really and advertising was one of them really I think sales people were another <laughs> <laughs> And that sort of ties in what we what you were just saying is that in in B two B 
business to business marketing sales, there's, there's a lot of touch points. And I think even for consumer, for, and it's, for retailers, more, consumer brands. More, more now than ever in the last 10 right. years, isn't it? Yeah. There's, a, there's a huge amount of distrust of these people because with the internet, they know consumers, buyers, they know that they can go and just do a load of research and find out a lot mm. very, very quickly. And I think video, as you just sort of mentioned, can be a really useful tool for capturing people who are doing that sort of research mm. and, and engaging them and giving them those little snippets of information that they need to eventually get them to purchase. Yeah. I think it's just like, I remember seeing a talk recently and they sort of talked about uh, Innocent Smoothies um, and how their that brand, you know, with the values, the core values that are in that brand, how that just breathes through all that sort of different touch points. Yeah. And I think it's there's no reason why an SME can't have a brand that's going to be able to sort of like live on all these different touch points and it's going to be kind of consistent do you know what I mean yeah. it's like you know with Wellers obviously you've got like Business Oxygen that kind of it's our it's our, our branding yeah. yeah and I think that like that sort of lives around your sort of like whole brand and it's, and it's easy for people to sort of interact with that and kind of get involved and it's just having that sort of consistency across your different platforms yeah. and, and video can help do that can't it as well as the way that you sort of like write and the tone that you use in your sort of like copy is, is you know, it's all important really, I think, for uh, to create that like genuine connection with your customers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, interesting. So I think the other thing as well is that we've covered all, obviously, you know, top funnel, mid funnel, bottom funnel, you know, testimonials at the bottom there. But you can actually go even further than that with video, I was sort of thinking, is that actually somebody maybe signs up if you're, a, if you're providing a service, and quite often there's a bit of a onboarding process where mm. they might be shifting from another provider of that service to your service. You can actually make videos that can onboard people, that help them come on board. You can make videos potentially that if it was, if you're a, a SaaS software as a service company, you, know, you might be able to do demos to help educate them as to how mm. to use that software. The, the yes, possibilities massive market. are almost endless, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. You can animate that even. We work a lot with you know, sort of big companies, uh, like big construction companies, tech companies, it's sort of delight, is that what we're going into here? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sort sort of of yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, which is like a, yeah, so like the... And to turn your customers into advocates kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, we do, you know what, we do, we do quite a lot of that, we do quite yeah. a lot of that work, and I think that's, that's very fun for us to do as well, Yeah, I think, because then you, you are going beyond this idea of trying to encode something that's there's got a level of sales to it, do you know what I mean? You know, people need to sort of be sold to if they're going to sort of, you know, you need to sort of say, this is why our brand's great, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, like, afterwards, it becomes a little bit more sort of playful in that arena, which is what we yeah. sort of enjoy. So, we've done things before where, like, we've been onboarding um, customers in regards to sort of, like, buying a new house and, like, the a pile of papers has got up and sort of like grown legs and kind of walked off and <laughs> sort of represent like paperwork All being... the paperwork yeah, you have to yeah. go oh, it's endless. So that's, that's really, that's really, that's a really sort of like uh, fun environment to sort of working when we do those types of videos. Making the mundane fun. Yeah, yeah. we do a lot of that. Like demo videos and, and things like that, like, you know, after... Uh, I think they're kind of really important as well. I mean, a lot... Of, this is all to sort of save people money, really, isn't it? So, you don't, so yeah. you don't have to have someone at every point going, right, okay, cool, I'm Andrew, I'm going to onboard yeah. you here. Andrew's getting paid X amount, you know, Jane explains getting paid 
30 months of explain. Is, I also think that there is something where if humans aren't needed, you, you take the human out of the equation because actually consumers or people want that. They want simplicity, whereas too much human interaction can we're getting complicate a bit, it. We're getting it's a, bit a fine balancing line, isn't well, we're it? We're getting a bit strange as a race, aren't we? Like, I think that yeah. now we are... I, I think I've noticed it from events. Like, I think... Not so much because, you know, we're not... You know, the old sort of trade shows. Yeah. I think now what I hear is that, oh, it's tr- you know, these trade shows aren't what they used to be. And I think that it's... Um, people don't interact with brands like they used to. Do you know what I mean? People yeah. all sort of say... It's sceptical, oh, aren't they? Oh, I've seen that brand. I think I've seen that brand somewhere. It's that sort of seven touch points. Of, yeah. Of, but they'll say, oh, I've seen that. But they'll, they'll basically just watch you from a distance. Yeah. and let you compete for their love, I guess, or yeah. or needs. So I think um, I would say to people, what we're trying to do is take your best sales pitch yeah. and make it 100 times better. Yeah, And that, that's, that's always the goal, really, with, with a lot of our videos, is to sort of try and distill a company's personality or a group of people's personalities into something that's, that, you know, it's just the best it can be because we've thought about it and it's scripted and it's got production value. Fascinating. Well, thank you so much. Um, just very quickly, where can people find you online? Uh, www.theanimationguys.com Excellent. And social profiles, things like that? Uh, so social profiles are, I think it's just The Animation Guys on Instagram. We put yeah. a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. You know, it's not sales, it's just fun content. If Twitter, looking, LinkedIn. Yeah, Twitter we're quite active on. Uh, I think, again, I think it's just at The Animation Guys on Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn, uh, yeah, yeah, The Animation page, Guys. Yeah. You personally? Uh, me personally, uh, I'm... <laughs> well, like on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm on Instajamian. Okay. J-A-M-I-E-N. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I, I do share quite a lot of stuff on LinkedIn, so search okay. me on LinkedIn. Yeah, brilliant. A big thank you to Jay for joining me and imparting so much of his knowledge. Some fascinating insight on the different ways to make use of video, combined with the incredible statistics of the rise in video consumption. Be sure to tune in as I'll be back soon with another interview. In the meantime, do subscribe to Beyond the Numbers on your preferred podcast app. You can get in touch with your feedback using the hashtag Beyond the Numbers and you can tweet me at ThompsonCST and at WellersSME. Beyond the Numbers is a Wellers production. Till next time, I'll leave you with another quote from the author and entrepreneur, Seth Godin. Marketing is no longer about the stuff you make, but the stories you tell.